magic number. Yeah, it is. It's the magic number. Somewhere in that ancient mystic trinity, you'll get free. It's the magic number. Hello, and welcome to the Music Arc on the Arc of E Network. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers, and we're back once again. This time, shockingly, Junior Albums. I don't think anybody saw that coming. These are albums specifically related to the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Junior, right? Yes. Okay. It's all of the artists that appear on that soundtrack. Yes. We're going to go through um, all of their albums individually, track by track, My favorite over the album next was... 17 hours. Stay <laughs> tuned. My favorite from that one is Holden Oates, I Can't Go For That. Is that in Junior? I, I don't know, Junior is it? I forever. I haven't, I completely forgot about that's, it. That's the Schwarzenegger has a baby, right? Yeah. Okay. Don't know the mechanics of it. I feel like it should be a twin sequel, but it isn't. But it's not, yeah. But I want, I really want a, the actual sequel with him, DeVito, and Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So. This is not the movie arc. This is the music arc that you're listening to. But if you want to go check out the movie arc, feel free to do so. Listen, yeah. rate, review, subscribe. Why iTunes, did, Stitcher. Why did Party All the Time not make it on your freshman list? Dude, we we really missed out. On Girl, that. I can't understand it. Why you want to hurt me? Doesn't he have another another single off of that? Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. Okay. I just remember Party all the, t- all the Time was in Three Kings. like And Marky Mark's like, it's bad music, not goofy. I'm like, okay, guy, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Good Vibrations. Yeah. Which is actually pretty no, dope. Yeah. When you think about up. it, still yeah. comes on the radio at work, especially in a uh, Don John. Yeah. Oh God, great moment. Fucking sure. great movie. Um, moving right along, I started last time, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you did. So, off to you, sir, for your number ten. No, no preamble on this one. Sorry for all of the uh, rambling at the beginning of the last cast. Yeah, my number ten comes from the year. Make sure I got the year right. Ooh, gotta scroll through the old Wikipedia. 2008. Okay. And it is from the band Block Party. It's called Intimacy. Okay. Favorite track off the album? One month off. Mercury is a close second. This is another one that it's occurring to me. Silent Alarm, which I believe is their debut. Yes. Um, fantastic album. Totally should have had that in my honorable mentions. Yeah. Love Block Party. Yeah. Haven't really listened to them lately. I'm sure they're still doing stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Let me look. Well, anyways, <laughs> I, I recall you being particularly into this one. So yeah, I one just, year off. Any other ones that one stand month out off. for you? One month off. Excuse Mercury. Me. There's. I mean, it's the whole album's good. I mean, that's the that should be the prereq is that you think the entire album's good, but you're throwing out like one one specific hit for sure. So yeah, I reached a good ways back on this one. Yeah, what you got? Seventy eight. Ooh. My number ten. What's that? 
I'm, I'm thinking this is a pretty sweet pool. Like, I don't, I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but I was really happy when I was like, yeah, that is a third album. Parallel Lines by Blondie. What? Opens with Hanging on the Telephone, one of my favorite singles of hers. Straight into One Way or Another, which everybody knows. It's but used everywhere. Bar- buried towards the uh, end of the album is arguably... Her best song. Dreaming is my personal oh my God, favorite. Yes. Is my personal favorite. But Dreaming is not on this album. But what is on this album is Heart of Glass. Yeah. It's the best. I absolutely. I will love argue it. though that dreaming when it is used in SLC punk. Yes. How do you? It's like we're one person. <laughs> yeah. What's that's no. That's where I was people. going. Like yeah, yeah, when it's used in SLC punk, it's perfect. Yeah. Like I just I don't know what it is. I love that movie. I, I love that song and I love that movie as well. Yeah. That's that, my number ten. Parallel dreaming actually plays Blondie. a lot at work, mm-hmm. and it's crazy that like other people know about it too. So, or like the only time I ever get that one is the local station that plays when I'm at work. They do Legends at three. Oh wow! And so we get three tracks by a particular artist at three o'clock. So if Blondie happens to be the artist for that day, maybe you'll hear Dreaming. But most of the time, you're only hearing one way or another. Usually, occasionally, Heart of Glass, but very rarely. Gotcha. All right. So my number nine is a little album from, I didn't write down the year, so I'm having to jump back and forth, 1986, which would have probably worked perfectly with the 84, 85, 86, Tears for Fears being 85. Anyway, number nine for me is The Smiths, The Queen is Dead. Nice pull, sir. What have you got on your phone for us? Oh, no, that was a total mishap. I was just going to ignore it and keep rolling. But Oh, okay. I thought you had something you are going to play for us. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so The Smiths, The Queen is Dead. Uh, the most notable one, that I, my favorite off of this one, is um, Big Mouth Strikes Again. But there are some other notable ones that people might know. The Boy with the Thorn in His Side. There's a Light That Never Goes Out. Some girls are bigger than others, and my second favorite, Vicar in a Tutu. I don't know why it's my, I just, I don't know, it's a catchy little, I was minding my business, lifting some lead off the roof of the, nobody can sing like Morrissey. I was going to say a great Morrissey. (laughs) Perfect, perfect segue into the movie that's coming out about him soon. Who's, what, there's a, what? They're about the origins of Morrissey and the Smiths, totally coming out, totally like, she's, or Control, Ian Curtis. Okay. Totally that vein. Who's we, playing him? I have no idea. I saw a trailer the other day. I don't know. Maybe when? somebody you know. Maybe somebody I don't know. It's completely off my radar. I need yeah, to watch but that. you will probably know. Uh, everybody will probably know Big Mouth Strikes Again. I think you should play it now. Sweetness, sweetness, I was only joking when I said I'd like to mash it. 
perfect contender for songs that are like uplifting and joyous. Side, about. side note, just because I love shouting this out, I have shaken Johnny Moore's hand. Yes. I've met the man in person. That's, he is one of the coolest dudes I've ever been around. That is he was super nice. Next, totally awesome. Next Everything to your, you want a rock star to be. Next to your Met the Buzzcocks and you and Tim and Evan met the Buzzcocks and every one of you gawked at Joan Jett as she passed you by at Warp Tour. Next to that story, the Johnny Marr story pisses me off every time. Yeah. Because I feel I just, like you I just love have... pointing out to people, It's we, I was lucky enough to see him when he was in Modest Mouse for a bit, my favorite band. And this was the first time I ever got to see them live. It was House of Blues, Myrtle Beach. And of course, we've talked about on our brand new cast. If you're ever at a show at the House of Blues, Myrtle Beach, just walk around back when you're done to where you see the giant tour buses and just wait. Because maybe, just maybe, you might run into some people. Modest Mouse all came out like crowds just all over them. And then there's just this older British rocker off to the side talking to the security guards. And I'm like, well, this is like a mob scene trying to talk to Isaac and like Jeremiah and the rest of the guys. I'm, I'm just going to like step over here. And w- he was like making casual conversation with the security guards. And he, I remember him telling our little group of friends like, you know, any of you play, blah, blah, blah. Like, you should get into it. Like, best best way to meet girls ever. He's like, yeah. And it's just... Yeah, just us four nerds. Out, just can't fantastic. Get and I'm like, do you guys not get that? Like, this is a living legend. Yeah. Like, just a few feet away from... Not to take anything away from Modest Mouse, but I was amazed that literally nobody was approaching him. And he was just, like, chilling off to the side. Like, totally cool as a cucumber. Yeah, like, that's... Could not have been sweeter. Awesome yeah, guy. That really... That just... I don't know. That is probably one of those where I would, I would probably geek out and nobody else would realize like, you know, who this person is, but the fact that you got to like, just talk to him. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've seen plenty of stuff where they, they talk about them going on top of the pops and people being like, I don't know who the fuck this guy was, but the guy playing guitar was just on a different level. And that made me want to become a guitarist. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, you know, for the, the idea that you got to meet him pisses me off just thinking about it shouldn't really put the smiths on my list because of that but what can i say i you know all right yeah so that's your number nine um my number nine england is mine excuse me england is mine is the portrait of morrissey in his early life in the 1970s manchester before he went on to become the lead singer of the smiths and when's uh, it out it is i don't have a date for it yet it just says 97 but I'm trying to think of... 97? Excuse me, 2007. Okay. 17? Uh, I don't... The year we're in, does it come out this year? It comes out this year. Okay. Jack Loden is going to be playing Morrissey. I feel like I know that name. Um, I can't pull up his... Denial. He was in Dunkirk. He was Collins in Dunkirk. Okay. Um, Did voice for Battlefield 1. He's been on... Been in a few good things. He was in the Pan movie that came out. Again, uh, not not the movie arc, but shout out the title one more time. For England me. is mine. England is mine. I love it. I'm hopefully I'm this is good as Control. I'm there. Control's a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, by the way, not the movie arc. This is the music arc. My number nine from a little band called TV on the Radio. Their second record, or excuse me, their third. We're we're on juniors. This is not. Yeah, their we second. are on juniors. That's why it's on here. Junior. Dear Science. This is I I briefly mentioned this. I think we were talking about it on a previous music arc. I'm not quite sure. But I've had a weird history with them where I 
would listen to the subsequent record after getting like really into them and I wouldn't like it initially and this was the first time that happened because I loved Return to Cookie Mountain which is technically their second record because I forget about the first one which is also very good um anyways get to Dear Science don't really care for it like what the hell is going on here come back to it like six months later I love this record my ringtone for like the last I don't know how many years has been crying which is the second track my phone ring that's what that is gavin oh okay yeah so crying dancing shoes it leads straight into which is also fantastic shout me out but one that you will probably recognize dlz probably favorite track on the entire album do you remember breaking bad i want to say it's like season two back out of season two maybe season three but waltz out of the game for the moment okay Mm -hmm. And he's at a hardware store, and he sees a guy, like, buying supplies. Do you remember this scene? I think it's so. the very end of an episode. Yeah. And he kind of pieces together. He's, like, remodeling something in the house. I forget what it is. He's, like, focusing on, like, home tasks and shit because he's not cooking at the moment. And he sees this guy who he's, like, okay, this guy's, like, kind of trying to do my setup, but he's doing it all wrong sort of thing. And he, fo- he like, drops his cart, follows the dude out to the parking lot, and... DLZ by TV on the radio kicks in. He approaches this dude, and again, he's been out of the game for like at least an episode, maybe two at this point. And he walks directly up to this dude, it's so tense, and he just says, Get out of my territory, or stay out of my territory, I forget. And the just DLZ is just bumping in the background. I was like, Oh my god, it's like perfect use of this <laughs> song. Congratulations on the mess you made of things. I'm trying to reconstruct the air and all that brings And oxidation is the compromise you own But this is beginning to feel like the dog wants a bone one of those things that like made me go back and reevaluate the album because I was like I remember liking that one but I need to give it another chance and as it stands now it's one of my favorites their third record or excuse me fourth I keep getting thrown off by that sorry their fourth might, might show up on seniors just a little little preview for when we get to that but that's my number nine Dear Science by TV on the radio alright so this is going to be my number eight comes from the year 1992 and it is the predator by none other than ice cube all right 
and teased on a previous cast. Teased on a previous cast, down my friend. People. What's Predator got? Predator has got the quintessential Ice Cube song of all time. It was a good day. Samples footsteps in the dark. Really dope. It's an awesome little story song about how Ice Cube gets up and everything was perfect. Today, he didn't even have to use his AK. He's got to say it was a good day. You know, he wins some money, plays some basketball, hooks up with a chick he's been trying to get with since the 12th grade. You know, no throwing up after drinking, gets his burger from Fat Burger, no cops aren't stressing him, jackers aren't stressing him. It's just a good day in <laughs> South Central LA, dude. It's great. Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kinda odd. No barking from the dog, no small. And mama cooked the breakfast with no harm. I got my grub bone, but didn't dig out. Finally got a call from a girl I wanna dig out. So hooked it up for later as I hit the door. Thinking, will I live another 24? I gotta go, cause I got me a drop top. And if I hit the switch, I can make the ass drop. Um, and it also has check yourself. Awesome. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself, cause I'm bad for your health. No. Because I come real stealth. I'm bad for your health. Dropping bombs on your mom. Fuck call alarms. I yeah, I don't know. But yeah, this is my favorite Ice Cube album of all time. Which uh it's probably not on this album. Down for whatever. where is Down for Whatever? No. I don't think it's on this one, but that's on is the it on America's space most? Probably. Jack's it's not wings. We don't space. know. Yeah, Jack's not wangs, baby. Jack's not, not wangs. That song's used on the Office Space soundtrack though. Yeah. Uh, I, Oh god. That's not the song where they destroy the the um fax machine, is no, it? No, that's uh Cypress Hill? No, it's uh Ghetto Boys, another Ghetto Boys track. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's still, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds right. Yeah. Jack's not wanks, don't know. Back up in your ass with the resurrection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's still by Good Ghetto fucking Boys. pull, yeah. man. Good pull. Yeah, so number my number eight, the Predator, Ice Cube, nineteen ninety two. Uh, I may be stealing your thunder a little bit because it might be a little higher on your list, so I apologize in advance. It's from 1979. Okay, I think I know. Okay. It's the only band that matters, man. Yeah. Okay. Where where is it on your list? Uh, I don't know because I got two from 79, brother. I said it's the only band that matters. Where is it on your list? Uh, Well, shit. It's either six or seven. You don't know? I've got two albums from 1979 by two amazing bands. Tell me your... But they're the only band that matters. It's London Calling from The Clash, Gavin. Is this even on your list? It's my number seven. Okay, God damn. (laughs) My other 79 is my number six. Yeah, so we'll just talk about both of our sevens right now then. And what else do you need to say? Opens with London Calling... And then buried through you just have a smattering. You got Rudy Can't Fail. You got Spanish Bombs. You got Lost in the Supermarket. You got the Guns of Brixton. Train in Vain. Train in Vain closes out the album, dude, for a long time before I was like, there's so, there's so many. Like, if you want to talk about a band where you can throw on, like, a Greatest Hits or rather a Spotify, like, Top Tracks playlist and just not get bored of it. Yeah. 
The okay. Clash is just stacked with song after song after song that are just incredible. Joel yeah, Strummer for a long time, Train in Vain was like my number one favorite Clash song, which sounds like, you know, oh, you couldn't pick like a more obvious one, but I that was my favorite for the longest time. Dude, we're going right to have to Right now, do... it's like it changes on a given day. Right now, it's Charlie Don't Surf. Yeah. But yeah. And then Straight to Hell is another great one. Yeah. Everybody thinks. Well, we're, t- we're, we're talking about Sand and Easter right yeah. now and com- Combat Rock. Combat Rock is yeah. uh, Rock the Cast by everybody knows that. Um, but yeah, Joel Strummer just, is just I amazing. I can't think of like a more. This is one where you almost kind of think of it as a debut because people are just like, "Oh, that's when they like arrived." Yeah, but you forget about the two that yeah, preceded it. The the imagery of the album artwork has been imitated like a billion times. You know that that font because I tried to find it to use for a music art post at one point. That is a handcrafted like hand drawn font. So it's one that's like not ever, even when it is done like a digital recreation or whatever, or people try and do an imitation of the font, it's technically like not perfect. Now, is this not almost, drawn. does this not almost remind you of El, one of Elvis's early album covers? I feel like they're yeah, almost the they're same color. they're pulling from Elvis. I always forget yeah, that. That's yeah, that's one of Elvis's London Calling colors. is literally yeah. taking, the, and of course the imagery of him smashing his guitar, guitar of like, this is the death of what you know as rock and roll. Yeah. This is some new shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's incredible. I don't think we really need to say much more about it. No. Do you have a personal favorite? Like, um, it, it gets tied up between Rudy Can't Fail and Spanish Bombs. Personal favorite of all time is Brock the Casbah. I just it, that was that's the epitome of them. Yeah, yeah, that's the epitome of the Clash right there. Yeah, do you remember totally having, political? I think it was like the Clash singles. I think it was like sixteen yeah. tracks. We had it like when Dad was still living on base, and I just remember playing that like on repeat. Yeah, dude, because it was just nothing but the hits, which. I didn't get into I didn't get into London Calling till later, and I still need to I need to go get I, again. I said this on another one with the cars and how the cars had Walmart had a release of all their stuff, and then the little cardboard things was their album covers. I wish they do that for the Clash. I don't know if it's just like a rights thing or whatever, but like I need to just find go get all of their albums that they had and just listen to them one by one all the way through because you will, you won't get bored. It's a new sound. It's they're not the Sex Pistols, but they're not anything else you ever think of coming from from, you know, almost like a new mini British invasion when it but with punk. But yeah. they're just they're in a class all their own. They are they can be listed on like you said, bands that you can throw on their great their just playlists and not get bored, but they also can be sadly listed on list of groups that you and I will never ever be able to see live ever again. Mm-hmm. I have a top 10 list of that. It's very morbid, but we should do it because it pays great homage to people that we can't ever see anymore. Yeah, no, that's a great like framing device for kind of talking about yeah. people that have passed on. No, dude, definitely mark that down. Let's do that soon. Yeah. So you want to go to your six since we both had that for seven? 
No, that was my number eight. Don't start fucking up the numbers on me, man. Okay, well, that was my number seven. Exactly. So back to... You for your number seven. Sure thing. Yeah. Wait. No, we need your number eight, man. The Predator was my number eight. Then we need your number seven. That was my was, number seven. God damn it. Now I'm fucking... Sorry. Yeah, you are. Go give me your seven. we record two back to back. Yeah. Give me your number seven. Go for it. It's pretty recent. Okay. It came out Christmas Day of last year. On the Jewels 3, baby. He returns from the depths of the Batman. With a gun and a knife and a waistband. With the war with the devil and Shaytan. He wore a bad toupee and a spray tan. So high now, hoping that I land. On a tie stick, moving through Thailand. On the radio, heard a plane hijack. Government did that like the cook crack. I'm moving the world of conspiracies. Obey no rules, I'm doing me. Smoke kush, transport to the airport. Customs found a joint in my passport. Full cash and I gave him what he asked for. God damn it, it's a motherfucking miracle. Small bride made it back into America. Hit Uber and maneuvered out the area. Rhyme animal, pit bull terrier. Rap terrorist, terrorized, paired up. Brought gas in the matches to flare it up. Militant Michael, Michael, psycho. On any ally or rival. Born black that's dead on arrival. My job is to fight for survival in spite of these all lives matter as white folks. This is spiritual warfare that you have been dealing with. This is not a fight that you have been dealing with flesh and blood, but this is a fight against principalities and evildoers and unclean spirits. RTJ3, motherfuckers. Oh my god. I just, I probably, probably listened to this all the way through more than anything else recently. Like, just pretty much on a loop for, like, the first half of this year. Throw it on at, at least, like, two times a week. It's just, it's fantastic, top to bottom. If you haven't checked out Run the Jewels, just start from the beginning if you want to, but I feel like this is the one where it's like, just, just jump in, because it is them at the absolute top of their game. Talk to me. Legend has it. Call Tickertron. My personal favorite, I don't know if you have a favorite, Panther Like a Panther, man. Told a preacher I love her, he said that God was a lover. I said if he really loves her, then he would love that would love us. I walk around in a bubble of fucking scans when in trouble. And every time make a rumble, the venue ground in a rubble. Give me a hand and a double, I fix your face like some aces. I got a break with some lyric, call I was shit on the basics. Money want me to have it. I have a hunger for data. I'm crunching numbers and crack on breakable safe while I'm at it. I'm doing more than just rapping. You have to grant me that that when you about of a match. Just know that this is not where you at. I'm not on your map. I'm a mystery to you, captains of industry. If the medic is missing me, automatic is victory. I'm a shit. Looking at the money like it's fine. song on the album as far as i'm concerned and the album is stacked it is it is fantastic again there's also uh i think it's yeah thieves features uh lead singer of tv on the radio whose name i will not even bother butchering for you at the moment other than to say that he is amazing and you should uh go check out run the jewels three and all of their videos, and then go back to the first two albums, and the remix of the second album, which is also awesome. Like, just just dive in, because they're awesome. Probably my favorite, like, current hip-hop, rap, whatever group. Perfect. 
And again, that's Killer Mike and LP, for those unfamiliar. Killer Mike did a lot of shit with Outkast back in the day. That's where I first became, like, aware of him. And then it's kind of like he disappeared for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, like, this is, like, the second act of his career. And they're, like, they're blowing up, dude. Didn't he they're do a, a lot with trailers? Bernie Sanders yeah, last year during the, the uh, campaign? Yeah. That's yeah. one of the things I love about them is they are... There's a political consciousness to it. Like, it brings that side of hip-hop and rap, which I really enjoy, and that's more of the stuff that I gravitate towards. But it also brings this, like, over-the-top swagger, just, like, winking, you know. It's just, it's amazing. They're, like, fun, subversive, twisted, dark in parts, but, like, it is some of the most energetic. Like, if, if you need to get hyped up to go do something, just throw throw on this album yeah put them on before you start working out in the gym kind of thing for sure yeah all right that's run the jewels three by run the jewels my number seven back to you for your number six gotcha my number six is also from 1979 it is tom petty and the heartbreakers damn the torpedoes How the fuck did i miss damn the torpedoes <laughs> i was struggling I was struggling so hard to come up with juniors. How we've talked about it too. How yeah. did I miss Damn the Torpedoes? Yeah, so it's got uh, first retroactively. Tri- this goes on my list somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so the starts out with Refugee. Oh. Don't have to live like a refugee. Here comes my girl, which is my favorite off that album. which doesn't have its own little Wikipedia thing, but it should. It's really good. Uh, and the back half of the album, Don't Do Me Like That, is probably the the biggest one out of there. Doesn't have my favorite of all time. You got lucky, but a solid album from from them. The, you know, third is that, album. Is that all the hits? Like That's all. Well, okay. So Even the Losers, Shadow of a Doubt, uh, Century City, You Tell Me, Don't Do Me Like That. What are you doing in my life? And then Louisiana Rain. Those are okay. the whole track listing. But pretty, yeah, pretty step. Yeah, I mean it's the refugee is constantly on Odie's radio. So is um, don't do me like that. We get that a lot on, at my office. We don't do me like that. It comes on every now and then. But here comes my girl. I and just is this one. Fucking, I don't know if you. I had producers on my uh, sophomores, not my juniors, and we didn't really talk about producers at all. I think I shouted out a couple here and there. But isn't this Jimmy Iovine? Um, I want to say, yeah, this Side is the first note, with Did him. you watch the Defiant ones on HBO? No, I did not. I need to. Oh my God. I've seen bits that. from it, dude. It looks if I'm great. not mistaken, Iovine either cut his teeth on this one or he flat out produced the whole thing. I forget, but it, I know that like, it's the two of them. It's him and Petty. If you watch running down a dream, that is the, it's the, and it, it catalogs everything. They talked to him about coming in. 
they talk about how the formation of the band. And one of my favorite parts is they talk to Stevie Nicks and she's like, I was always, my goal was I was going to go join the heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. I just, I'd leave Fleetwood Mac in a heartbeat. I was going to join the heartbreakers and they cut to Tom Petty and he's like, yeah, she said, you know, she, you know, yeah, I, she's talking and she's, and I was just going to go join the heartbreakers. And he goes, yeah, we, uh, we told her, you know, that's great. But Stevie, there's no girls in the heartbreakers. And it's like, <laughs> you know, perfect. Cause she just, the, the duets with Stevie Nicks that it, I think Iovine was helping with her album or it was somewhere on her, her yes, debut. Okay. So for those of you that haven't watched the defiant ones, which I'm sure a lot of people have at this point, fantastic mini series. It's only like two parts, but, or no, it's broken into four. I think it's four hours total. Is the Hughes brothers put yeah. it together. It's basically the parallel story of Jimmy Iovine, the producer and, uh, Dr. Dre. I don't yeah. know why I struggled to come up with Dr. Dre's name in the moment right there. But it basically parallels their careers. And so Iovine's dating Stevie Nicks at the time. That's right. But it's on the down low because he's working on... Ah, this is going to kill me. I forget if he's working on Damn the Torpedoes for Tom Petty at the time. Or he's working with Springsteen. One of the two. I think it's Damn the Torpedoes. Basically, they were keeping it on the down low because he didn't want Tom Petty, if I'm not mistaken, to think that like his head wasn't in the game necessarily, that he was more focused on like giving her a good album and everything. But through all of that basically came stop dragging my heart around, which became her first like big hit as a solo artist. Yeah. Which even though it's technically a duet, but yeah, they sound great together. No, they do in general. And yeah, I'd love to see, I would love to see a double bill. Like you saw ZZ top and Tom Petty together. I I would love to see Tom Petty then Fleetwood Mac and Tom Petty. We've dude, seen Fleetwood Mac, or I've seen them twice now, and oh my god, they threaded it perfectly because they came out and it was the greatest hits album. It was the only one I didn't hear that I really wanted to was "You Got Lucky," but every other Tom Petty song you'd want to hear, they played. Once they got through with that, they're like, "All right, well now we're gonna play a little bit of Mojo," and they went right into the new Mojo album mm-hmm. that had come out at the time. But that's after ZZ Top put on one hell of a fucking show. They did like a, a Hendrix tribute because Billy played with Hendrix at one point and they just, it was just crazy. Like I, I'm so glad I went to that show. I really wish mom could have gone with me. I think she would have loved it, but it was supposed to be in Charlotte, but it got canceled and they had to redo it to Raleigh. So same arena type in Raleigh. It's almost identical to the PNC pavilion, but, um, you know, it, it was amazing. Like I, if they ever come back around anywhere close, I'm going to Tom Petty again. Cause they're just, they're my they're just an American. They're just a quintessential American band. They just, I can't think of any other band that you think America and you think oh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's like Mark Marion just did a special on YouTube and it's like, or on I Netflix. Got, I got two for you. What? Credence. If I'm not mistaken, unless Fogarty's one of those hidden Canadians that you just it think might of. Might be. American. You never know. It's like the band. Like you think of the band as like a quintessentially American band. Half of them are from Canada. We're an American band. <laughs> yeah. No, Creed. Well, I don't think Creedence because, like, I know that I was I, gonna say the Eagles as well, but yeah. I don't know if it, the Eagles. I feel like is that old like Don Henley, Canadian or something. Don Henley, yeah, yeah, maybe. But like with Creedence, I just can't get past the fact that like everyone loves Fogarty. Never been to the South before. Like he's straight up California. Like uh, stuck in Lodi and all this. Like he, he has yeah. the the best Southern twang voice in the world. Yeah. I mean, never left California. From, like, touring in the South. Well, yeah, they tour, but like he's from California. From. Yeah, like, no, but he's thought they're definitely thought of as like a a Southern rock 
Yeah. Kind of. It'd be like finding out Not that Leonard Skinner was really from Seattle. That's like the big, you know, the big twist. I've been li- my life is a lie. <laughs> my life is a lie. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, my number six. Is that where we're at? We are. From 2014, they have appeared on every single one of these lists thus far because I'm trying to convince you and everybody else out there to go listen to Weatherbox, their third album. Flies in all directions. The at this point going to be the last LP is what it looks like. They are broken up for the moment. Really hope that's not the end of the story there. But I will shout out a few. Some of these more so for the song titles than the songs themselves because I have favorites here. But Pagan Baby opens up the album. Bring us the head of Weatherbox track two. I thought you might like this one, brother. The Fresh Prince. Prince. Of Bill Ayers, the Fresh Prince, as in like Prince of Things. Gotcha. Bill Ayers, yes. Photograph. Bathing in the Fuss. Dark All Night for Us, one of my personal favorites. orchestra there's kind of a crossover with their album cope uh a song called the mansion so if you want to listen to those back to back that would be cool and the last white lighter is another one i'll shout out and kickflip I, I love the album top to bottom i just threw a bunch at bunch at you but go check them out people give them a shot gavin give them a shot okay and uh okay. right back to you for your number five my number five is going to come from the year. What year? What year is it? Um, what year is it? 2009. Do you realize there's two different ways to do that now? Yeah, there's you the Bicentennial Man and then there's Jumanji, the... not Bicentennial Man. I thought, oh shit, you're you right. Do, you Jumanji. can do the Jumanji or you can do the Twin Peaks. Wait, what year is it? Oh my god, dude. I can... We gotta start a TV cast just so we can talk, talk about, about that. For yeah. Just the whole thing. All right, 2009, A Day to Remember, Homesick. Um, notable tracks off this album, I Made of Wax Larry. I didn't know you were what? one of these guys. What? All of my friends love this band. I can honestly, I've just never actually listened to them. That's, that's, that's all it is. It's not any sort of actual prejudice, but like Alex loves them, Tim loves them, Evan loves them. They're just not on my radar. Man. They're, they, this I is... feel like they were right on that, like... Okay. They were on the cusp sorry, after Bayside. Sorry to get on like a whole no, side ahead. tangent, but 
there was a handful of bands I was actually talking about this with Tim earlier today when I was like trying to come up with some of mine and he jokingly was like he told me to put like Silverstein or like yeah. um Census Fail on there and I was like I mean they're my favorite so I can't in good conscience like actually say that and try and like make it stand up but I always really enjoyed those shows like going to them like there was a handful that he was like yeah, me and Evan, like, dragged you to all those shows back in the day. I was like, I mean, no, not dragged me. Like, I always had a good time and shit, but it was, like, Silverstein, Census Fail, Rise Against, and everything. And I feel like it's a day to remember or a day to remember? A day to remember. A day to remember. I feel like they were, like, they kind of started getting big right when we were all kind of on the tail end of that scene in general. Yeah. And so I feel like they still, like, kept up with them album-wise, but I just, that's one that I never actually dove into and see i so, had heard a yeah, few I should. but this is the one i feel like kind of crosses that barrier for everyone homesick because mm-hmm. downfall of us all is my favorite that they've put out it's probably their most like iconic maybe most catchy most poppy one uh but some other really I good actually ones. do know that song yeah just from you saying the title yeah. so i am um, vaguely familiar with them. i'm made of wax Larry. what are you made of um have faith in me and uh homesick obviously and uh, the one that I think everybody kind of remembers, it's like kind of a sweet melodic one that closes out is If It Means a Lot to You. Um, I feel like that's kind of like a lovey-dovey, kitschy, like if you're into metal or new metal, or not new metal, but like if you're into like hard, more hardcore stuff, this is a break from it. This album in general is my favorite of theirs. They put a few more out since then. I have a lot of them. I've gone back and just bought them because they've been in Best Buy and I've just listened to them. Just their sound is just kind of different than anybody else. They know how to really bring the hardcore in, but it's not so hardcore I can't hear when they scream. But there's a nice melodic feel to it on the other hand. It's a nice counterbalance. It's not just a ton of screaming, but it's not just a ton of like nice melodies. Kind of in the same sense of like, I liken them to like if... Like they almost maybe they were really into like Bayside and then they like kind of moved from like they all liked Bayside and then did their own thing because they just I don't know for some reason they just feel that way to me. But I just this is probably, you know, for for a, a junior album, pretty good solid output. There's not a too much on the first two that are really great. If you're like a diehard fan, there's probably nice pulls you can pull from it. But this as an entire album to me is really complete with like the most stuff that I would be like Hey, you want to know about Data Remember? Listen to Homesick. One of my favorite albums from there. So, and that's 2009. I'll have to give that one a uh, listen, brother. Yeah. My number five from 1975. Glad I was finally able to get this gentleman on the list. Leonard Cohen. No. Lou Reed. No. Iggy Pop. (laughs) No. Elton G. You want to keep going? 
Elton John. No. Eric Clapton. Dude, I didn't even look at Elton John albums. Dude, for I just, any of this. I didn't stay. I stayed away from it because he's he deserves his own. Sir Elton gets for his sure. own podcast for sure. You want to keep going? Let's uh, see if you can nail it. Peter Frampton, Bob Dylan. Okay, hold on, hold hold on, hold on. You're still wrong. Still wrong. Okay, I give you two more. Well, give me this the first initial of his first name. No, that's too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, now I ain't no hero. That's understood. Bob Dylan. All the redemption I can offer, girl, it's beneath this dirty hood with a chance to make it good somehow. Bruce Springsteen. Hey, what else can we do now except roll down the windows and let the wind blow back your hair? Yes, it is Bruce Springsteen. It's fucking born to run. I do. Is this on your list? I. You know what? I fought with it. It is an honorable mention because I was looking. To clarify, I'm, the album is born to run. Yes. That song is Thunder Road, Thunder which Road, opens yes. the album. Yes, brilliant love it i love honestly dude i love the e street band more than i love bruce bruce springsteen okay i love the band it's a perfectly fair thing to say well the e street band is highlighted on such tracks as 10th avenue freeze out come on back streets born to run the title track and jungle land man beneath the city Two hearts beat Soul engines running through a night so tender In a bedroom locked In whispers of soft Refusal And then Surrender In the tunnels uptown the rats on dream guns him down The shots echo down in hallways in the night No one watches and the ambulance pulls away Or as the girl shuts out the bedroom light Outside the streets on fire Between what's flesh and what's fantasy And the poets down here don't write nothing at all They just stand back and let it all be And in the cool of the night They reach for their moment and try to make an honest stand But they wind up wounded and not even dead Tonight in Jungle Land. Jungle Land closes out the album. One of his strongest, like, concert closers in general. But if I gotta pick a single favorite, I love Thunder Road, but 10th Avenue Freeze Out just... Off that one or in general? Off of... Born to Run specifically. Oh yeah, because we all know Badlands is way better than Jungle Land. I'm just kidding. I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean my my favorite overall is probably still I'm on Fire or I'm Going Down. Yeah, Those I do. Like I'm I'm on Fire is real close next to. Uh, I like Hungry Heart though. I also love Atlantic City, but yeah. I like the band's version of Atlantic City better than Springsteen's version. My even though it's his song. 
I'd be we're getting close to it. We can one, I, I won't list it because I think we should list it when we get closer. One of my favorite all time Christmas songs. Nobody ought to be alone on Christmas. Darlene Love, I think, is their last name. Backed up by the E Street Band. Just that saxophone, that hard. It's just it's perfect, dude. I love that band. Springsteen's great. Again, if you haven't seen the SNL skit, Bruce Springsteen, just the stories. It's just hilarious. Because apparently he talks for like 10 minutes before every song. But yeah, perfect, perfect. Perfect number four for you? That was my number five. You're five, Close so this is my four. cigar, brother. Yep, you're number right. four. He's been on every list since then. He can probably tell where I'm going. Number number four, 2013, Indie Cud. Kid Cuddy. All right. Um, this is another three-timer. Yes. I think we've only had one other so far, which is yeah. Weatherbox on yeah. my list. Uh, notable tracks that you would probably like. Uh, there's King Wizard, Immortal. I like Unfuckwittable. Okay. You know <laughs> that I'm Unfuckwittable. But my all-time favorite, like, and it's a real departure from the rest of the stuff because he's backed up by Haim, is track number 10, Red Eye. the most radio friendly next to day and night i don't think it got a lot of radio play but i was gonna I say i don't know anything from like this point forward yeah so i'll have to check this one out dude i've i've got it somewhere i'll find it may, it may i honestly it may even be in my car if it is i will give it to you um king wizard immortal solo dolo part two girls there's a, a cold-blooded pretty good and lord of the sad and lonely um I, don't know, I get I get two and three mixed up with this. They kind of meld together because uh, there's was it Lost in the Move? Lost in the Move isn't on this one, but like I love like the the one that talks Lost in the motherfucking burp, 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 burp. It's just it's crazy, dude. I love it. Like you you gotta listen to it and tell me what you oh. think. Seriously. So yeah, right. 2013, Indie Cud, the third album from Mr. Kid Cudi, Scott Meskety or whatever, you, however you pronounce his last name. My number four. We, we briefly talked about this on debuts. I don't think we had like a general consensus on sophomores, but like if you were stepping back and being like to- putting your like music critic hat on, if you had to pick like the best of something of any of these categories, I said for debuts, it's like you go with the Velvet Underground and Nico just for sheer influence. Yeah. And for like what a strong statement it is out of the gate, how many tracks it has that you know from that band. This is one I'm going to argue that like. I feel like, which I did not do for either of these lists, but if you looked up, like, what's the best third album of all time, I feel like you'd hear a lot of argument for a little album from 1997 called OK Computer by Radiohead. Yeah. It's just, they're a, critically speaking, they're a completely beloved band, huge fan base, and they're amazing. And this is one of those albums that, like, 
I had heard, I didn't get into Radiohead till like way down the road. And Rainbows was the album that did it for me that made me like go back because I had heard like talk show host on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack that you had back in the day. And I was, and of course, like Creep and Karma Police a little bit, but like, and I was aware that like, oh, they're a big band, like people really like them, but I didn't get that like the depths to which it goes for people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and Rainbows is the thing that started it. And you go back and like you start hearing like, oh, some people think Kid A is the best. Some people think, okay, Computer is the best. And like they've never gotten back there. And there's like all this argument over and everything. And so there's all this hype surrounding it before you actually go back and listen to it. And I even did today just to like, does does it truly need to be in my personal favorites? And while I still love, I would say I actually like In Rainbows as their f- my favorite of theirs overall. And I would even say that A Moon Shaped Pool, their most recent one, maybe outranks OK Computer for me. OK Computer would be my number three. And it has such hits as Paranoid Android, my personal favorite from the album probably, Exit Music for a Film. Wake from your sleep You're drying up your tears Today we escape we escape Pack And get dressed Before your father hears us Before Oh Karma Police is on here, kind of the biggest like hit overall that people are aware of from this one. Mm-hmm. No surprises, huge favorite as well. And The Tourist closes out the album. Just start to finish, it's fantastic. You would see it basically be the starting template, the biggest like clear influencer of just alternative music in general from that point forward. And there's still a lot of people that are like, sonically kind of chasing this album and what it captures and it's kind of amazing because it's 20 years old this year which i think they just did a giant reissue which i need to actually check out because i'm sure it has some cool stuff on there but yeah it's it is truly a classic album believe the hype if you've never actually sat down and listened to it start to finish go do that right now it's okay computer by radiohead that's my number four well i'm just gonna tell you i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a lyric and See if you can guess what the name of this album is. You ready? Sure. <clears throat> I just won a new award for a kid show. Talking about a face coming off a bag of blow. I'm like, God damn, bitch. I am not a teen choice. God damn, bitch. I'm not a bleach boy. Whip game. Make that understand, though. Got that Hannibal. Silence of the Lambo. Sounds like Kanye to me. It's definitely reminder off of Starboy. From the weekend. Never mind. <laughs> you gotta listen to it, dude. Okay. Love it. Recommend play my song on the radio. You too busy trying to find that blue eyes so I let my black hair grow and my weeds fall. And I sweat too much on the regular. We gon' let them hits fly, we gon' let it go. If it ain't next so then it gotta go. I just want a new award. 
Rachel Talking about a face, summing off a bag of blow I'm like, goddamn bitch, I am not a teen choice Goddamn bitch, I am not a bleach boy Whip thing, make a nigga understand though Got that Hannibal, silence of the Lambo Hit the gas so hard, make it rotate All my niggas blew up like a propane All these R&B niggas be so lame Got a sweet Asian chick, she gon' love Have you not listened to Starboy? Not start to finish. Dude. Just the singles. It's yeah. And it's I don't know if this was a big single. He what? did a lot with the with the uh but I just whip game, make the understand though. Got the hand of bull silence in the lamp. Like there's a ton of stuff on there. Especially I just won a, a new award from a kid show. Talk about a face coming off a bag of blow because like you don't know this by now. Can't feel my face is about like drugs. Mm-hmm. Let's just be clear about that. But to basically, and I've said this before on one, before this album came out, he erased literally like everything on his Instagram, any pictures of him with the crazy hair. And I don't know creatively where this came from. He hooked up with Daft Punk. The videos are amazing. Daft Punk has gotten their first number one, like, I guess, hit or single with him uh, for their collaboration with him. And... It's the complete departure from the last two albums and the EPs, the House of Balloons, all those those three, or the trilogy, if you want to call it that, because it's not, it's a full-on concept of, of, of Starboy. He changed the entire persona. He's been out on tour with it ever since, um, and I feel like it's one of those that he did the, you know, going to do the first studio album with Kiss Land. Okay, I'm going to do, like, the commercial thing, because he talks about it in this one, like, uh, Last year, well, no, that was off of um, Beauty Behind the Madness. But he talks about, like, beforehand he was doing all the stuff to, like, kind of set it up, and this year he's going to do his own thing. But to come so quickly behind Beauty Behind the Madness and to be a complete departure from everything, like, change his entire image, entire look, you know, the videos are great. There's one longer video that's a melody of, like, three or four songs all Mm -hmm. rolled into one, Sidewalks and a couple others, but just... Starboy, dude. It's probably the best. They're one of the top, you know, again, this is my number four I have it written down here. Yeah, because there's, no, number three, excuse me, because there's a battle for one and two again, as usual. But, like, it's a complete album. I listened to it on the way down here. I'm almost positive our one and twos have to be the same. They have to be, dude. How do you? It's just a matter of, like, who decided to go where. But I feel like they got to be the same two records. Yeah. So, yeah. Have you given your, that's your number? That's my number three. Number three. Okay, my number three, and then we'll get down to all that business. I'll, I'll be brief. Teased it on the previous cast. It's the Moon in Antarctica from Modest Mouse, my favorite band of all time. Uh, go listen to it. It's amazing. It was basically like my introductory tool for my friends. That's the one that I was like, hey, go listen to this. And basically, you know by the end of the first song, Third Planet, if you're either like, this is the greatest, best thing I've ever heard, or yeah, I'm not really feeling it. Like, you'll know whether they're for you or not by the end of the first song. How does the first song go? Everything that came together is falling apart. I got this thing that I consider my only art of fucking people over. My boss just quit. 
Probably confusing it with good news, I would assume. I feel like I that's what so. you know more of in general. Probably. I think that's what you played for me first. Was the yeah. Uh, tra- that transitions into Gravity Rides Everything. Fantastic song. I will also shout out, just for sheer dancing, Tiny Cities Made of Ashes. Stars of Projectors, one of my favorites. But if I had to just pull one off the entire album, it's a later track, and I would go with I Came as a Rat. Well, I ain't sure, but I've been told it's big kicks inside our souls. Stayed awake, took a nap, got myself, my body's back. I'm breaking them out on the street, walking around my own bare feet. I do not need you to tell me that I'm not a cat. I caught a ride, he caught some air, he's never gonna cut his hair. It takes more time to make a fake. We now swam down in the lake and washed the dirt off our intentions, prattling on about bad inventions. That's my number three. Okay. The Moon in Antarctica by Modest Mouse. Go listen to it in the dark with a candle burning, as they say, hmm. in Almost Famous. I, I, all I right. Don't, here we here we come. You want, all right, here's the deal. How about this? On three, we just shout out our number twos, okay? Okay. Ready? One, One two, two, three. The, the Black, Black Parade. Parade. Shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, good. I'm glad I couldn't. I just... I, well, I it's couldn't. very here's the, what it, number one eats it what out it very just that much. Here's what it very simply comes down to. I love the Black Parade. Yes, I wanted to get Mike Kim on here because I did not get them on sophomores, and it like killed me not putting three cheers on there. But I was like, Black Parade's got to be there because this is when they transcend the genre, and yes. this is the key album where I'm like. If you have always written them off as emo, pop punk, whatever, like garbage music, whatever you think that sounds like in your head, listen to this record start to finish. It is the closest thing to a classic rock album you got from this era. Like right in this time span before that became like semi-fashionable again, I feel like. Like it was there. It was a... like Full ready on, stadium high concept, rock. yes, completely ready for tour. Every one of my friends, it's they may not know the album, but it's they knew. Zeppelin. Yes, it's T Rex. It's fucking. It's everything, dude. Yes, all rolled into one. Perfect. Put through this great like theatrical prism. We saw them on this tour, as you said. The first, just the theatrics, man. They run oh through the God. entire album. He comes out on a fucking gurney midway through. Like, to the crescendo of Welcome to the Black Parade, they hit the drums, and a huge cannon of confetti shoots out, and it is still falling in the... 
through the crowd by the time Teenagers rolls around. We go through yes. like four more songs. There's still confetti in the air. Um, cancer brought the fucking house down. Hits close Mama to home for me. had like flames. Oh my God, dude. There was like so fire great. cannons going off. And we Just, were so lucky because we bought our tickets early. It was at the old Hornets Arena. We got to stand down in basically the pit, but we got there early. We put our backs to the mixing stage. Like, you know, if you've ever been to a concert, obviously they have everybody's on stage, but there's somebody who's running the whole show with everything somewhere close to them. And we just so happen to see, you know what, we're going to put our backs to this, this little, it's like kind of on like a little Island in the middle of the, mm-hmm. in the middle of the floor. So we could like kind of sit down and prop up against it because, you know, I don't know how I can do it now, but when I was younger, I had no problem standing up for like four hours at a time, but now it's kind of like, oh, I need to sit yeah. for a minute. I'm getting old, but that was just an incredible beautiful. show. And coming off of like, we had seen them play house of blues, way smaller venue pre black parade, but post three cheers. And we saw like what that type of show is felt like way more intense. Yeah. Like, you know, nice, tight, intimate, like felt like probably what it was like seeing them in the early days yes. off of bullets. But to see like that and how well they like captured an audience doing well, I'll never forget the first time I saw them was Warp Tour. And they yeah. were the closing act that night yes. with you. And I just remember like of course because it's the closing act, like everybody who's left from the day is out at one venue, which almost never happens. Like usually people are spread out across different stages and everything. But everybody's in one area and I remember like people were like clustering and shit and he like had total crowd control and like got everybody like, okay, let's back the fuck up like a little bit. Everybody have a good time. Like, you know, space everybody out. And they just, they absolutely killed it. That was my first exposure to them. Then we see them in a smaller, more intimate venue, House of Blues. Fantastic. And then we see this giant fucking stadium tour, like the evolution of them over the years. And what you're forgetting about this is that Muse opened for them. Yes. Fucking Muse, Muse opened, opened for, for them. They haven't been on romance. any of my list, but Muse opened for them. And my favorite thing that I tell people all the time about this show was when they got to, uh, what is it? What's um, before Famous Last Words, it's Disenchanted. Disenchanted. Before they started into Disenchanted, they said, well, you know, we've been the Black Parade. It's great, but we only have like a few more. We only have two more songs for you guys, and then you guys are stuck with the likes of My Chemical Romance. And frankly, that guy doesn't know how to dress, and he swears too much. We've been the Black Parade. We love you guys. They play both songs. They leave. Okay, Blood, the bonus track plays. That gets done. Who comes back out? My Chemical Romance, as you know, and, and just like all black street clothes, just Helena. I'm not okay. Ghost of you, like all the hits from that, they play it. You're done. So technically, you saw three bands that night for the price of one or price of two, actually. Yeah. Muse, The Black Parade, and My Chemical Romance. One of my favorite shows of all time. We for didn't sure. we we didn't have the chance to stay because we were driving. We were we had people with us. Like I think Tim and his brother rode with us, mm-hmm. and we didn't really know where to go in that arena. But I couldn't put it number one just because I Three Cheers to me ekes it out just a little bit just because of how I came to Three Cheers. But as a complete rock opera, rock and roll masterpiece, it stayed at number one for the longest time on on charts. And it's people maybe trumpet, people maybe go, they maybe overlook it because of what happens afterwards. But you could have been done with the Black Parade. What they wanted to do with the next one, like this kind of like Detroit kind of sleazy, grungy, like, you know, just weird Detroit rock album that I thought is what we were going to get. 
Yeah. Like an Iggy and the Stooges type thing. And that would have been dope. You can still find that on the B-sides and stuff. The yeah. release stuff. And what Danger- that album was going to be. And I but do. I do like. It definitely changed from what we initially were pitched. I do like I the high like art. album though. I like the high art concept album. The, you know, the Danger Days. Great. And but I don't this like, is this is where I point people that it's just like if you want to give me shit for liking this band, at least give this album a fair shake mm-hmm. before you completely write them off because I think you'll find something you like in here. Fuck it, wasn't Liza Minnelli on that album? I was gonna say that if I had to distill it down, that's probably my favorite track is Mama, track yeah. nine, which features Liza Minnelli. Yes, Liza the Liza Minnelli yes. on a Mike Uncle Romance album, and it's fantastic. And if you would call me a sweetheart. And all, again, keeping with, like, the amazing visual aesthetic from Three Cheers and all that that they'd established in their videos, the videos for this one were, like, even more impressive and over-the-top and ridiculous and amazing. So, yeah, we both stand by it, Synergy, and here we go. The, The reason that I couldn't put this one at number one is because my number one on this particular list is also my favorite album of all time and we've already spoiled it on other casts so we don't really have to dance around it but on a three on a two on a one the, the devil, devil and god, god are, are raging, raging inside me from 2006 but you won't know black parade and devil and god 2006 man yeah it's a good year good year for bands reinventing themselves yeah and defining themselves yes yes Three, oh, it's a magic number. Yeah, it is. Oh, dude, you just gave it to me. That's totally what I'm going to open this episode with. Oh, yeah, dude. That might be the subtitle of this episode, too. Yeah. Top or, 10 junior albums, or three is the magic number. Or, well, no, I was going to say, you could do... Somewhere in that ancient mystic trilogy, you, you get three. Man and woman three. have a little baby. I got that from Slackers, dude. You realize that's where I first heard yeah. that song? I fucking love that movie. But yeah, The Devil and God is Raging Inside <laughs> yeah. Me is the quintessential brand new album. It's the album of 2006. It's the album of the year I graduated high school. Like, you talk shit if you want, I'll fight you. But like, it's kind of a dividing line, too. And I feel like, you know, some people grew up with this album and some people were like, I want it to sound like Deja Intendu. I'm sticking with this shit. I don't know what you guys are into now. I feel like it really is that for yeah. some people. Some people went for the journey and like... They're still on it. Yeah. It's just... I can throw it on any time. The production is still like... I'll find stuff in it. when, Especially if you like throw in headphones and stuff. There's oh God, so yeah. much shit going on in this album. <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. But just... I remember 
I've told the story on our brand new cast. I won't bore you with it entirely again, but listening to it for the first time, not knowing that it was brand new specifically, like just throwing this album on this unmarked album that I had in my car from you and just being like, okay, I'm digging this. And then when sewing season, yeah, like kicks in for the first time, just like, what the hell is this? And that just that reaction kept happening throughout this album. What's and the opener of Deja? Uh, tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tat- tat- I, I don't Stinking even know like a stone in the sea. Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You honestly, have you not found this with literally a little black sticker on the cellophane that said brand new, the devil and God, you would not know this was brand new at all. And it does take you a good bit into sewing season to catch the vocals of, Oh shit. This is them because it is so different. Just everything about it is completely different from the last one. It is immensely better. They only get better with time. And again, I had to put it up there because it's like you said, you can put it on anywhere. There's tons of shit going on with it. It is instantly just, it's an instant. I don't like to say instant classic a lot, but I, I'll throw Black Parade in there too. Both of those are instant classics. Brand new ekes it out slowly because... They evolved, they changed their image, they're still going at it, and as much as I love Black Parade, I can't listen to it without being reminded that I'll never get another Black Parade. Right. I think Brand New can eclipse what they did, and I think they have in certain areas on this album. I don't think My Chemical Romance will ever be as good as they were on the Black Parade, and there, that's why it just it's it's number two for me. Plus, I, just, I have a soft spot for three cheers. I couldn't have the number one at, at both. I feel you. But, yeah, it is, Devil and God is... Yeah amazing it's it's hard for me to like pick it's one of those where like favorite track like just kind of ebbs and flows depending on my mood or you know the particular day but if i had to boil it down to five <laughs> to, to five <laughs> because somebody asked me to uh the gauzer not the sun untitled archers and Limousine. Limousine's my number one. It's always been my number one on the album. It's kind of the centerpiece. It's got it's got all the different instincts. Basically, every place that the album will go is encompassed within this one song. Yeah. It's got soft, quiet, melodic. It's got, like, blow-your-ears-out levels of, like, you know, heaviness. And, oh, my God, just the back half of that song, too. It's one of the greatest, like, refrains they've ever had. I love you so much. Do me a favor, baby, don't reply Cause I can dish it out, but I can't take it Well, I love you so much But do me a favor, baby, don't reply Cause I can dish it out, but I can't take it I won't love you so much But do me I'll go Welcome to Bangkok, Jesus, Untitled. Simply because I like to ride around listening to Jesus, but that Untitled riff and beat. Yeah, Untitled and Welcome to Bangkok. I, again, I'm holding out hope that, like, you know, again, science fiction, ostensibly, that's the it. Or that's the it. That is the end. Excuse me. 
we're not getting anything else, but I would love if it was literally just like, hey, here's like 45 minutes of just like us fucking around in the studio, just instrumental shit. Yeah. I would listen to it, even if it wasn't even like properly produced. Yeah, I had Explosion in the Sky as an honorable mention, and that's where I went when we talked about it brand new. I would love just that. Dude, just their music. I didn't even think about that. Oh my God. There's so many retroactively. I'm just like, holy shit. Yeah. They're, well, they're, my favorite from theirs is not on it, it's a, it's got to be either a senior I think it's a senior I'm not sure um, but yeah they they could totally go in and just again that that's what I was trying to get at on the podcast about them was the music itself is just ostensibly better like it's just their technique the way they can pull stuff out of instruments whatever you want to call it the way they can start playing and like guys who've been playing with them like played earlier that night just you know casually come and pick up an instrument and they all just get into a flow and they jam and they're vibing like i gotta find a video of their jam sessions to see if there's anyone that's even close to the one we saw in person but they just you you want to find a band that is constantly changing that is allowing themselves to be simultaneously the the old favorite that you love but the brand new again brand new like sound you've never heard this is them. Yeah. They they exist in two worlds. 100%. They're like the daredevils of music. They can walk in both worlds. Hey, as we said on our first episode of this cast, you will hear a lot more about Brand New, and I think we've definitely filled that uh, quota for this episode. Definitely. If you haven't listened to this record, once again, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me from 2006 by Brand New, our shared Not favorite yet. junior album, Dude. third album. Yeah, man. Do you have any honorable mentions you want to shout out? Again, I struggled, so there's only a handful, but I considered The Suburbs from Arcade Fire, yeah, which I love, White Blood Cells, The White Stripes, and Aquemini yes. from Outcast. That was on my list. That was very, very close, and Simple Math from Manchester Orchestra. I had uh, A Good Apollo from Coheed. Okay. Um, Equimini and then the Earth is I'm a Cold Burning Star Four from yeah. Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. Yeah, that one, <laughs> that long ass title one. Yeah, that's still cool, right? Yeah. Have they done anything I lately? I also had um, AT AT Aliens on my sophomores. Yeah, I do like AT Aliens. Yeah. Um, but Equimini's got a few more that yeah. I dig. The Earth is a Cold Dead Place was uh, my explosions in the sky that I like that that might have cracked my top 10 had I the had last I truly truly considered it the last one they came out with I don't remember the name of it but it had a postcard from 1950 whatever 57 59 that one was probably my favorite just sonically and musically I felt like that kind of got to the devil and God level from explosions in the sky just building upon building upon building just it, it, I, I hesitate to list these again because it's just like, oh, you couldn't find room for them on your list. But again, I'll shout out Kendrick Lamar's third one, To Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah. Great record. And also Midnight Marauders from Tribe Called Quest. And just because I haven't been able to fit them in there, just want to keep shouting that out. Yeah. Because again, dude, I think you and I have been over this, but for like the first half of this year, it was Frank Ocean, Kendrick Lamar. Tribe Called Quest, specifically because of the album from last year, and Run the Jewels. Like, that's all I was listening to for, like, six months. Dude, I'll be interested to see your recap when we get to the end of the year to see, like, what you picking as, like, your favorites from that, that came out this year. Oh, from this year? That's what I'm saying. All of those are, like, back half of last year. Yeah. But for the first six months of this year, I was, like, I was catching up on all of that stuff. 
and yeah. But no, I think right. I could make a top ten albums of the year right now. I, I would have to struggle a little bit. There'd be some on there that would be like, nah. But we got a handful that still haven't come out yet. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, Side note, um, we will have seniors coming next week. That is the plan. Yes. But I need to check the date on this. Whenever uh, Wonderful Wonderful, the new Killers album drops, I don't know about you, I would like to do a uh, similar structure to how we did science fiction. Oh, yeah, dude, new, totally. But listen to it independently, you know, come in, talk about it. Do the it. same thing for we'll Anthology. Track, track. Track by track. Same thing for John Carpenter's anthology when it comes out. I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. That'll be, we might do a crossover, like a two-parter, half on the Carpenter cast, half on Music Art. Well, I say what we should do is let's do the, that new one on Carpenter because it's new Carpenter news, but we can go on the Music Art and go back through Lost Themes 1 and 2. Yeah. Bit by that. bit, just to talk about them because okay. it'd be nice to listen to it with someone else who's into it because a lot of people I know, they aren't into the electronic um, synth wave no no lyrics only acoustics yeah. like there are a lot of people who are into that and like i kind of fought that for a little bit but the big thing which we need to talk about during halloween the big thing that turned me for that is the guest that movie and that soundtrack which yes not all of it is you know survive and stuff there are mm-hmm. some songs that have lyrics to them that are great but that movie kind of turned me and like you know what i really fucking dig electronic i really dig synthwave stuff i have a buddy that i've talked to over I've got you have spotify correct yeah I got a playlist for you, brother. Yes. Give it to me after this podcast. I have a buddy that has a ton of old, my, my Bill Blackwelder. I don't know if he listens to this. I've shot him out plenty of times. Like he had just had a video he put up on Instagram and what he was doing on the keyboards and shit. I was, I just commented like, I need a full album right now. Like I, I contemplated like begging him to be like, dude, will you just make some music for intros and outros for us before you pick Nathan stuff? But he kills it with S- side note. If you're a budding musician or somebody just with a lot of time on your hands, if you got intro music for us, if you yeah. want to do some bumpers or in literally anything, yeah, you want to talk, much to us? appreciated. You got an album coming out? You want to do something? Yes. We hit us up on Instagram at the Arc of E Network. Hit us up on Twitter at the Arc of E on Facebook, Arc of E as well. Yep. Correct. Yep. Arc of E. Yep. Gavin's handling Facebook. I got the Instagram on lockdown. Oh, Mayfield handling Mayfield's Twitter. Mayfield's handling Twitter. Which I Killing think I, it. Did I tell you on mic that Dad didn't realize that? Oh, he didn't realize that it's not me. He's like, yeah, I like Noah's stuff all the time. I'm like, Dad, that's not Noah. That's Alex Mayfield. I told him that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he... At some point, I don't know if it was after you. I think not. it was probably after you. Yep. I did, because he we asked like, me very early like to on. share the load here at the Arc of E. Please don't ever say share the load again. Share the load. <laughs> Um, anyways, email Share us the wealth. thearcofe at gmail.com. Comment on this post at thearcofe.com. Yes, give us all your loads at thearcofe.com yep. and all, <laughs> all the, give me all the loads on Instagram. Jack's not wangs. Jack's not wangs. <laughs> and as always, Jack's not wangs. If you have no idea what we're talking about, why didn't you listen to the last episode where we just walked you through all of it? And why haven't you listened to all 20 episodes Carpenter Revisited? Yeah, They're just on, out man. there, just waiting for it. Go listen, rate, review, subscribe. subscribe. I don't know why I'm getting all hostile right at the very end of the cast. Thank you for sticking around, everybody. Uh, for this week on the Music Arc, I have been Noah. I've been Gavin. And we've been the Blanchard Brothers. Thanks for listening. I can dish it out, but I can't take it. For we love you so much. But do me a favor, baby, don't reply. Cause I can dish it out, but I can't take it. 
Dude, or oh. I'm just chopping that shit. Oh, okay. Um, what else could I do? Um, Quickly. I'll bury it down. Have to live like a refugee. Don't have to live like a refugee. I'll bury it down. Have to live it like a refugee. Don't have to live like a refugee. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. Well, I need you, baby. Don't, don't, don't. That's terrible.